0: I, I went to go grab this hat because I forgot my hat today and I mm. don't want our guests to be blinded by my bald head from this artificial light in here. But um, our apparel aisle is killer right now uh, with all the new apparel that we got in. We've been getting some pretty awesome apparel in for the last like year and a half. But in the last, I'd say, three or four months, the last two batches of hats, performance shirts, T-shirts... Men and women. Men and women. Uh, Unisex. Yep. Unisex, but now we got, ladies. like, an actual women's tee, a couple of them. We got that, what, seafoam performance, mm-hmm. long sleeve, and then what's the other one? The trout tee. Oh, it's the women's trout tee. That thing is, that's really nice. reminds
1: me of, like, a yeah. California tee. Yeah. It's like a California surfer tee.
0: I feel good today. I got my Magnum P.I. shirt going on. <laughs> Do you remember Magnum P.I.? Nah. Tom really? Selleck? It was, like, late 80s, early 90s. Nah. I was, like just kind of ending when i was young enough to like know what magnum the dude had the sickest mustache in the history of mustaches mm-hmm. basically it's a sharp shirt it's my wife got it for me i had she steamed it the other day and i was like you know i'm gonna wear this shirt and she'll appreciate that you look good so thank you no i really do feel like magnum pi which is a <laughs> sick show you guys should check that out um well anyways folks welcome to the program this is courtland hooked the podcast. I'm your host, Brooks Robinson. I'm sitting here with my co host, Richard Nicoletti. What's up, Ricky? What's going on, Brooks? Same old. And Stand-in Scotty, Mr. Scott McCann, Scotty Too Hotty. He's, today He's sitting. is sit-in Scotty. Yeah. Scotty, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it. Um, appreciate you boys being on today. So we uh, we got an awesome guest today. Um, I was going to try to think of a way to like build up the hype, but I, I'm just going to get to the point. Uh, Mr. John hardman from hardman fishing adventures will be joining us today um dude's awesome he's got a killer youtube page um i know we've been checking out a couple of his videos recently once we realized he was going to be on but um just an awesome trout fisherman really nice person um great videos pretty good information good techniques the dude catches some wicked fish in some pretty cool places um I just like watching his videos, to be honest with you. When we built this studio, um, when we were kind of building it out for like three days, we would just throw up his videos on the YouTube, on our big screen. Um,
1: he's just, number three. When you type in fly fishing on YouTube, he's like the third person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: That's right. He's right there. And not that's, you know, we had Travis Manson on, mm-hmm. you know, talk about his YouTube. We don't just do YouTube here. It just happens no. to be a couple guests in a row that... We're kind of going to get into some of their YouTube stuff. But um, no, the dude's page is killer. He's I like watching this. I mean, I trout fish all the time, but I actually like watching his stuff. He does different techniques, streamer fishes, he nymphs, he dry flies, Mm -hmm. uh, small streams, big rivers, medium sized stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to chatting with him. Um, We'll go over, you know, all the stuff that he does, um, which I'm kind of excited to have him elaborate on some questions I have. So, um, other than that, um, kind of current events. I mean, being pretty close to the heart of fall coming up here, um, I'm excited for fall. I used to hate the fall, by the way. Really? Um, yeah, it would be like, you know, end of August in upstate New York, we would. Um, the leaves would start to change color and I would just get wick depressed because I knew I was going back to school. And I was the worst student. It starts getting dark. Mm. Uh, yeah, it starts getting dark. I knew we had to go back to school. Um, I was a terrible student. All I wanted to do was hunt and fish. And that was coming to an end. So like, as soon as I would see like the first leaf on a maple tree start to change, I would just get in like this weird state of depression. But now things are a little different. Um... Now I'm over school, um, dude. The fishing in the fall is awesome. Mm-hmm. The hunting in the fall is awesome. Um, you know, we start to get on the road and travel a little bit for for sale stuff for Cortland. So that's pretty cool. You get to go see some places that you know you might only see a couple times a year, but in in a different time frame. So I'm looking forward to fall. You got anything coming up in the fall?
2: Um, I'm getting ready for the salmon season. Salmon season, yeah, definitely gonna go up there steelhead um, season that yeah
0: yep. lake run fishing so for those of you that don't know um and most of you probably listening won't but like fall trout fishing it can be really good but around here it's just we don't get the rain mm-hmm. in time um and once it does rain and we get the rain the fish are kind of on the spawn yeah. so we kind of there's there like no, it's, there's it's no not fall great.
1: trout streamer season. Really, I mean, you know, there is, Central but it's
0: got to be the right year. You know, you got to get those September rains, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just mostly bone dry up here in September. Yeah. But with the occasional once every five or six years, we get a good weather system and, and we can get out there and, and do some good fall fishing. Last so, year wasn't terrible. No, last year was not terrible. Year um, terrible. I just, I know we look forward to, you know, the the Great Lakes, lake run fishing, you know rainbows brown steelhead salmon um it's really fun you know hunting's great uh or you got anything you're looking for like what's what's on the menu for richard nicoletti this fall
1: man so i did a good job keeping my november pretty clear and uh, we're hoping to get on the boat and uh, do quite a bit of uh musky fishing tiger oh oh yeah musky fishing trying to dial that in last year we Small had our boat. bass
0: fishing's fun in the fall those mm-hmm. things get watered up pretty good on on some bait yeah, yeah this year no. our,
1: our boat has a floor so uh we're motors <laughs> working and starting up <laughs> you to guys you put a lot
0: of effort into that boat yeah and um, it's, it's gonna pay off so no i'm looking forward to the fall it's just it's a lot of good things that go on here at Cortland. We got all the new stuff for 2023 coming in yeah. going on the shelf um a lot of that hard work is behind us as far as you know product descriptions mm. uh pictures catalog like that's just that stuff just is it's long it's tedious it's very mm-hmm. important and it just it takes a while but now we get to kind of see what do they call it the fruits of your labor yeah, as far and, as the and phrase and then, uh, maybe and then I we get butchered to start that but <laughs> um, <laughs> then we start for next year, though.
1: And it's like the fall is like the best time to just relax and dial in what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you
0: finally get out on the road and, and sell the stuff you've been working yeah. on for, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 6, 12, 18 months? So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, I would never used to look forward to the fall. So now that kind of things have flipped since I've graduated. The biggest thing was, um, well, I used to play high school golf for Three or four years in high school. So once I started, once they switched golf from spring to fall, I started playing golf in the fall in high school. And I would look forward to that because preseason was in August and it's gorgeous in August in upstate New York. And my dad would drop me off at golf practice at eight in the morning and the golf course would let us play for free if we walked all day. Dude, we played like 60 something holes a day. (laughs) <laughs> for like three straight weeks of preseason golf so it was so much fun yeah. um, you know and then I dreaded it in college because lacrosse college lacrosse would start and basically it was just nothing but conditioning for like two months and I was terrible at conditioning so um, but yeah we're wrapping up you know last few days of nice weather before things start to get cold again mm-hmm. um, or cooler I should say but speaking of golf uh, the boys and I went golfing last weekend and Matt the engineer who you don't see on camera he's behind the camera someday he'll peek his head around and you'll show him so Matt has been striving to be a great golfer and he has come a long ways um Richard is a good golfer I personally just whoop everyone's ass every time we play so I don't really have anything going for me but uh Matt's goal Pretty much since day one, whether he told anyone or not, was to beat Richard in a round of golf. You knew it was there and the entire time. Yeah, like you could just see it, in Matt's eye. Like every time you would hit, like I, I feel like in the back of my, I neck. feel like he's like, <laughs> get in the bunker, get in the yeah, bunker, get. No, like he was rooting for your ball to go oh, in a hazard in a bunker, lip out, top it, duff it, you name it. And like after four or five rounds, like. Matt kind of would slip up and like kind of say those things out loud I'm like, you really want to beat Ricky's like every every time I want to beat Ricky I want to beat him so bad so anyways oh. sunday uh it was really hot it was tough it was humid and Matt played the round of his life and Ricky played the worst round of his life. And when I tallied (laughs) him up at the end of the day, Matt finally took down Richard by eight strokes. And I, I, I told Richard, I said, if we don't get on the golf course, before this year's over, Matt is going to talk so much shit until the next year we get out there and play. So I'm already
1: trying to reschedule
0: the next one. We are. We're trying to get out there one last time before the season, season ends. Matt, I think, is going to come up with some excuse not to go out so he can keep that win streak of <laughs> one going. But um, Matt's dying behind the camera. There's
1: right no. Now. There's no. There's no excuses for it. I don't want to elaborate. It was just poor performance. Oh, you did. All around. It
0: was terrible. I didn't even want to mention how bad you were playing. You know, so it was like you know. It was it was embarrassing. Honestly, an day. yeah. Everyone's <laughs> gotta have know. an off You got day. any gigs coming up? When's your next guitar gig for your uh, band? I am
2: Stop playing, playing a private it. party this Saturday on Otisco Lake. Okay, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Nice cool. afternoon. Oh, party. yeah. Then uh, next Thursday, I'm playing the salve Field Day. So interesting. I leave work early a little bit. Oh, all right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: to talk to HR about that. Uh-oh. um all right, so let's uh, yo, let's get to our guest here. I see John lurking in the background. Um, got a native's hat on too. John, are you? <laughs> can you hear us? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, you—you've right. got crispy Wi-Fi. Where, John? Where are you located right now? I'm in West
3: Virginia right now. So the fact that I have crispy Wi-Fi is a little bit of a miracle, but I'll
1: take it.
0: I was—I wasn't going to say it, but you said it. Yeah, it's funny. I live in the city of Syracuse, so our Wi-Fi is terrible. Um, I'm not gonna jinx our Wi Fi in our office in our little studio because we're kind of back in the office here and it can be spotty at times. So we're we're gonna roll with it the way it is. Um thanks for joining us, man. How how is uh you work a full time job, right? You're not just you don't just trout fish all the time, right?
3: Man, I wish I trout fish all the time. <laughs> no, yeah, I work a full time job. I work for the uh department of environmental protection. So, Ooh, cool. uh, by day I protect the water and then on the weekends I run around and fish the water that I protect. So works out pretty good.
0: Yeah. You, you should say you wreck the water on the weekends cause you crush it fishing. Um, that's, that's awesome. Where, where are you, where were you born? Were you raised? Um, always in West Virginia. Uh,
3: so I was born and raised down in Southern West Virginia, uh, around the Beckley area, actually was born in Beckley and then I was raised in like the Oak Hill area. Um, I lived here pretty much my entire life, except for one stint for two years. I lived down in Florida for a while, um, Fort Myers area. Did a bunch of saltwater fishing, and then just recently, like a little over a year ago now, moved back up to West Virginia. And funny enough, I have worse Wi-Fi in Florida than I do here in West Virginia, so...
0: crazy. Are you in a pretty mount- I mean most of West Virginia's mountain region? Are you kind of in one of those areas in West Virginia um rolling yeah. Appalachian Hills or if you want to call them those?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I so I live out in kind of like the northeastern portion of West Virginia right now, which is pretty much the most mountainous area. Sure. I mean, I'm like 15 minutes from the Monongahela National Forest, yep. so yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing.
0: That river so That river, what, runs north to Pittsburgh, correct? Um,
3: Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's called the Monongahela National Forest, and I guess some of it is maybe the very headwaters of the Monongahela. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. uh, Yeah, it's got, I mean, we've got the headwaters of several different areas around here. Sure. So, Potomac's another one.
0: Uh, Yep, the Potomac, yep. yep. Um, That's a great fit. I mean, from your videos looks like you got a, a lot of great places to fish kind of in in your region which is awesome i was telling these guys before you jumped on um when we were setting up the studio we were just when we had chatted about who we we're going to have on the guests um i think even before we reached out to you to see if you want to do it uh we just started watching your youtube channel when we were setting up the studio and i mean killer streams you got some big ones some small ones um lot of great fish going on um you know brown trout brook trout you guys have any rainbows down there is mostly browns and brookies i know the potomac Uh, has some rainbows i think um what else you got yeah
3: it's it's almost entirely brown trout and brook trout. or at least that's what uh that's what i chase the most we have a few pretty good wild rainbow trout streams but again it's like few and far between but uh, most streams have well i shouldn't say most streams a lot of the areas, as long as you're in the mountainous areas of West Virginia, like as long as you kind of stay east, northeast-ish or south, uh, most of the areas have some sort of brown trout in them sure. or native brook trout if you're lucky.
1: So, And from yeah. watching your videos, it looks like probably like 99% of them are wild browns too, um, which is something that we kind of hold very dear to our hearts Yeah, here. we have a mix, yeah.
0: like upstate New York, and I'll let him answer your question, Ricky, sorry. I mean, we don't have great wild rainbow trout fisheries Mm. here i mean the delaware system is kind of a man-made fishery awesome rainbow fishery but it's mostly browns and rainbows up here but you know our issue is is we get um it's a little more populated up here than where you are not much but it is but we kind of get a mix of stocked fish and wild fish so you know we really pride ourselves in trying to target wild fish not every stream is like that um some are more than others but like ricky was saying it looks like i mean the majority of fish are targeting and catching or are, are wild at least the ones you put on camera um is that true yeah
3: yeah oh yeah they are uh but that's mostly because that's just what i like chasing sure like as you guys mm-hmm. said i mean we've got loads of stock trout streams and stuff i would argue that like the west virginia culture is definitely more of a stocked trout culture yep. like you know like oh it's stocking season everybody For sure. runs mm-hmm. out and follows the stock truck to the nearest fishing hole but I try to avoid that because I just don't like dealing with the crap. But uh, yeah, most most of the fish in my videos are wild, if not all of them. Uh, some of them could be holdovers, maybe, but for the most part, it's all wild trout.
0: Yeah, um, no, that's uh, it's the same thing cool. in New York. It's the same thing in Pennsylvania. I'm the sales rep for Cortland in Pennsylvania. Sounds like it's the same thing down there. Stocking, obviously. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's for. You know, it's for people to enjoy. go and enjoy and catch fish. You know what I mean? So and and we find the same thing is when they stock those streams, they tell you when they're going to stock them, where they're going to stock them. It draws a lot of people there. But what I like about it is it takes people away from the other trout streams that aren't stocked that have wild fish. So f- end up finding less people around where we are and more people around places you don't want to be. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad they stock some streams. It, you know, it's easy access in most of the places they do it. Lets people enjoy, you know, catching trout, um, so, yeah, sounds like you kind of live in an area similar to where, where we are. Um, some trout, you know, stock streams, some wild. Um, hey, when did you – so you moved to Florida for a couple years, came back. When did you start fly fishing? Like, did you always have a fly rod in your hand, or did you kind of just get a bug and start uh, no, going? I,
3: um, I mean, we've – my dad bought me a fly rod when I was just – when I was a lot younger, and me and my brother would, like, play with it from time to time when I was younger, I was mostly doing bass fishing, a lot of smallmouth fishing and sure. stuff. There's a lot of good fishing around. And that's just what I was more so into. And fly fishing, I mean, you can fly fish for smallmouth, of course. But when I was in high school and stuff, it was just like, why would I pick up a fly rod and go through the trouble of trying to learn how to double haul a popper when I can just chuck a <laughs> chuck a gulp out there and catch yeah. fish? So, yeah. um it wasn't until, I don't know, probably like maybe five years ago or so now, I started kind of taking it more seriously. And it was mostly because there's actually one summer in particular that just rained a lot and our rivers were just constantly high and muddy. And so I was kind of forced into trout fishing and especially like chasing wild trout and stuff, because they don't stock during the summer. Sure. And it was during that period where I was like trout fishing a lot and then I was just like, you know what, let's let's try let's try fly fishing. And um, I already knew how to catch fish, so I think the transition into fly fishing, uh, you know, wasn't wasn't as difficult as people maybe lead you on to believe. Because like once you know how to catch a fish, it's just kinda like changing the techniques. Yep. You're still catching the same fish, they're doing the same thing. So I picked up fly fishing and started doing it a lot and yeah, it kinda became an obsession because like it's never ending. You know, you think you're kinda good at streamer fishing and then you start nymphing and you're like, Whoa, I can't nymph. And then you like kind of think you're good at nymphing and then you're like throwing a dry fly and you're like, whoa, I can't catch a fish on the dry fly. Sure. <laughs> and then if you think you're good, go to a different state, you know, and then you can't catch them in that state and you're like, man, I really don't know anything. So it's like mm-hmm. an evolving mm-hmm. process of just continuing continuing to learn more and more. So For it looks sure.
1: like you've been uh, out traveling quite a bit the last couple of years, getting out West and uh, kind of challenging yourself, some of those high mountain uh, ponds and, and lakes and, Kind of explain that. So did a lot of recon go into those trips or were you just showing up with a chubby kind of sending it? And, uh,
3: so both, uh, I'm actually, I'm literally, I kid you not, I was packing before I hopped on the call for this podcast and I'm going to hop on a flight to Denver literally tomorrow and meeting my brother out there. And we're going to be spending the, spending the week out in the Rockies. So, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) traveling is what I want to do more of. Um, if I had it my way, I'd just be traveling all summer, fishing different, various places. Um, yeah, like, I guess the first time or two I went out west, like out to Colorado and stuff, it was a lot of research, a lot of, like, just trying to figure out, like, what drainages had what fish, and, like, I really wanted to catch cutthroat, but, like, cutthroat west was kind of like brook trout out east, like, people kind of hold them near and dear to their hearts, so there's not a whole lot of info on them, you really have to dig for it. Um But now it's more so kind of. I keep going back to Colorado because I kind of know Colorado, and it's just easy for me now. I'm like, oh, I know that there's brook trout in this certain areas, and you just explore a little bit more every time you go. Yeah, I I love it out there, and it's so different. It's so different. Do
0: you? um, And sometimes you got to travel where the fish are. Certain years, like in West Virginia, I assume your water's low in the summertime. It's low here. Um, Do you have really high temperatures in the summertime where you'd kind of have to? quit trout fishing you know what i mean as far as a catch and release standpoint where it gets too warm or do you have a lot of spring influx in your water where it keeps them cool and you're good to go all summer like how how does that look kind of in your your area yeah
3: i mean we have a little bit of both there's a lot of places that i wouldn't fish in the summer like this time of the year this year has been an exception because i don't know about you guys but for us i mean we have had an unusually wet and cold cold summer. I mean, some of the higher elevations in West Virginia, like maybe two or three weeks ago, I think Canaan Valley got down to 30 degrees. It frosted in August. Like that's just an example of the fact that like this summer I haven't even had to think about it hardly. Sure. Yeah. Typically a lot of the rivers and stuff that maybe hold some really good wild browns this time of the year, you probably should be leaving them alone because yep. that water temple push up into the upper sixties, maybe even pushing 70. Sure. But generally a lot places that have trout like a lot of the brookie streams water temperatures aren't really an issue for those they're usually either spring fed or at like a high enough elevation that you know the the temperatures at night kind of drop low enough to keep those temps down yep but yeah i mean especially the bigger water this time of the year it's it's good to or at least like in july august it's really good to you know at least have a thermometer or have some way of just knowing like oh these fish aren't acting right or you know, uh, this water feels awfully warm when I stick my feet into wet wade. you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, okay, there's all these fish. Yeah, up.
0: Totally. Break yeah. It's the same thing up here. Like we usually quit our free stones pretty much late June. It's pretty much over every year. <laughs> if we, uh, get to, if some, we get to late, if June. we get to late June, some years we might get to July, um, but we live an hour away from the upper Delaware system, which is a tailwater system and yeah. pretty much July and August, we start going down there. That's kind of our trout fishing. Um, it's literally one hour from the office. So mm-hmm. we're kind of spoiled to have that. So yeah, I, we, we, we do the free stone stuff around here. And then by July, we, we head down there for a couple months.
3: I just wanted to say that Delaware system, I've been trying to make it out there for, Oh man, I wanted to go this summer. I just don't think I'm going to swing it right now, but. I was talking to people earlier this summer about trying to finagle my way out to the Delaware and fish some of those tailwaters for that exact reason, because they're tailwaters and it just gets that time of the year where it's like, okay, what tailwaters have on a hit that are like within a decent driving distance to me?
0: Sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still a poke for you, but I mean, if you've never been there, it is one of the most scenic places. I mean, I talk to people that travel around the world and trout fish and they say the only place they would rather be is on the main stem of the delaware i don't um, think
1: there's many places that have hatches no the,
0: the bug life is just that size i mean there's days when there's not much going on for, sure. for bugs but i'd say at least two or three days out of the week is just like an astronomical amount of bugs um the the hatches like the the variation of of mayflies and caddis and mm-hmm. uh flying ants um it's it's cool it's super hard to catch them on a dry fly they are i feel like some of the smartest fish in the world um it's very painful especially like summertime when you see them eating small sulfur duns and you know most time you see a fish eat you're like i'm not sure what that fish is eating but you're talking a bright yellow sulfur and you're seeing this fish just plowing them and you're putting on something exactly what they're eating and they just (laughs) refuse to eat your fly Mm on 7x and i'm just like i don't know what i got to do here to catch one of these damn trout but I guess that you know what makes it fun uh you know if it was easy the place would just be an absolute mob scene it
1: still is an it still is rash, but,
0: but um anyways if you do decide to come up next year uh why don't you get a hold of us and we'll make it happen um you know we'll go down there and you know help show you a couple spots or whatever some access points get us out of the office we would appreciate that um so yeah maybe we'll try to do that next year um So for those of you that don't know, we know John through – well, actually, we don't know John, but we know of John (laughs) through – one of our boys at work, Chris Rochford, was on the internet one day. He's clicking around, and he's like, yo, come over here. I'm like, what's up? He's like, did you see the video this guy did? I'm like, no, what is it? And it was your video called the, like, Walmart Fly Fishing Challenge or Fair Play Fly Fishing Challenge. So – Basically, uh, John did a video with our fair play products. And for those of you that don't know, we have a whole lineup of entry level, beginner price point level products in fly fishing. I mean, the whole thing, combo outfits, nets, um, four nippers, flies, leaders, tippet it pretty much everything you need to get on the water and fly fish in our fair play series at a very affordable price Mm -hmm. and it's all stuff that we put a lot of time and effort in designing making sure the quality's there um so that guys can have a good experience so um what what made you want to do the fair play fly fishing challenge um eventually i mean that's how we became to kind of know of you um and your page uh by doing that so i mean what is it just something that sparked your interest you're like let me check this stuff out like how did that go down
3: yeah I mean it was it was kind of it was it was more so about um just you, you, if you get on YouTube today it's like no secret that like a lot of the fishing space on YouTube is dominated by like these crazy challenge videos and stuff like that sure and I looked like nobody really does that in fly fishing and it's kind of hard to do that in fly fishing and I was like man if I do a challenge video like that I want it to be like more than just your average like oh look i spent five dollars and i can catch a fish like okay so i I don't really know what that proves and like it's kind of like a i don't know it's it's a very service level video idea Mm -hmm. so then i was like okay well if i'm going to do a challenge like this like what's there's got to be reasoning behind the video and uh there's like this overarching theme in fly fishing where people just think that like it's super expensive like you know, 100%, when, you, when you think yep. fly fishing, you think of it as like an elite sport, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of old, rich, white dudes out there flipping a fly around. And it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, you can spend a lot of money, but you can spend a lot of money doing anything if you wanted to. So then I was like, then I kind of came up with that idea and I was like, I'll do a Walmart fly fishing challenge, but the whole thing will be proving that you don't have to spend, you know, $600 on a combo to then go catch trout. So I was like, I'm just going to, I was going to go to Walmart and I knew that uh, Walmart had some Cortland Fairplay stuff and I had heard of Cortland and I used Cortland before, especially for like leaders in line and stuff like that. So when I went to Walmart, it was kind of just made up on the fly. I was like, I'm just going to buy something that's like somewhat cheap that I think will work. And I saw the Cortland stuff and like it, it came like it was the Fairplay stuff, but it came with like a reel that was fully loaded with line and it had a rod. I think it was like a five weight rod. I mean, it was like exactly what I needed. And then... I think I bought even, it was Cortland. It might have even been a Cortland Flies or some some sort of like little woolly bugger.
0: Yeah, some woolly buggers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: probably, just and I just I wanted something nice. really simple so I could go out and be like, guys, listen, a woolly bugger is just like a jig. Just go out and jig along the bottom, and you'll catch trout. Because like, I wanted it to be something that would translate for people that were spin fishermen. Or maybe, yep. you know, I want to get into fly fishing. I don't really know how to get into fly fishing. Like I'm interested from afar. I see people do it, and it's interesting. Or maybe they would seen a video of mine or anybody's video, and they're like, you know what, fly fishing looks cool, but how do I get into it? So I was like, man, in my mind, I was like, if I can go to Walmart, and I think I spent maybe $90 total, which, like, if you, you're you spending at least $90 on a spin combo to go catch fish anyway. Absolutely. You know, like, it's the exact same price. So then it was kind of just like, okay, so here, you know, I spent $90, and then I went and caught, I don't know, I caught several really nice wild browns, which actually surprised me, too. I wasn't sure... Um the creek that I went to, I was like, ah, it's like hit or miss. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to catch fish on it or not. And then I went there and like first spot, first rock, like a 15 inch wild brown. and I was like, whoa, here we go. And then I just kept catching them. I mean it was just like it kind of like all fell into place.
0: Yeah, it was a great but, Yeah, I mean, movie. I
3: guess it was it was it was a fun video to make. It was a great sure.
0: video. Um for all of you listening and watching, you guys gotta check that out. Um, I mean, we appreciate you doing the video. Um, it definitely highlighted our products. Ricky and I were looking at your page today. It's one of your best videos in terms of views, which is awesome. Maybe that's just us at the office watching mm-hmm. it all the time because we were proud of your video and <laughs> and, and what we make. Um, I mean, your page is just phenomenal in general. I, I just I love the content. I love your attitude, right. um, your your good with information. Um, you're well-versed in different techniques. Um, you just, you have a good personality. You're not cocky. It's, it's very inviting to watch your stuff. Um, you have a tons, just ranges of stuff like Richard mentioned. Um, you go different places, you know, it's just all around. It's just, it's an awesome YouTube page. There's, there's so much information out there right now, like on social media and YouTube and, and everything. And, and, to be honest with you, like a lot of it's garbage. Um, and I think having you on, I hope that we can help steer some people into looking at your page just because it's just, it's dynamite stuff. Um, the contents there, like I said, you're a great person and you're just, you're a good teacher when it comes to it. So, um, you're one of definitely the top pages. I feel like that people, if they're going to go look for fishing, fly fishing on YouTube, you guys got to check out, um, Mr. Hardman fishing adventures. So, um Thank you, man. yeah no i i really mean that i know the guys here think the same thing um
1: i think he just he just does a good job showing the full story i mean like a lot of stuff you see on social media today it's all just a highlight reel oh yeah every cast yeah. the guy's banging a 20 mm-hmm. yeah you know and you're just like damn I've yeah been john, john starts his videos
0: from like the truck yeah. getting ready yeah. the walk in yeah. the good the bad yeah. um Some you film with a gopro i assume
3: yeah. I film mostly with the GoPro. Yeah. yeah. I mean-, I, I mean, it's, it's tough. So like I'm a fisherman first, like to pretend like I even like, I, I kind of what filming I do now, I've like completely learned on the fly. Like I wasn't, tra- I, I didn't go to school to film. Like, I mean, like I'm a geologist by trade. So I barely know how to use the cameras that I'm using. And then I just kind of throw it together. Editing. I do enjoy editing the editing portion of it. But yeah, that's like I'm a fisherman first and I think that shows through and that like I'm just out there fishing and having a good time. I'm not necessarily, you know, thinking about, oh, this is going to be, this is, you know, going to be the greatest video ever because I'm going to catch a 20 inch fish every cast because I know that I'm never going to catch a 20 inch fish every cast. You know what I mean? So it's just, uh, yeah, but thank you. I mean, it, it means a lot. Seriously.
0: You were, well, you, you and I were chatting today. You were Ricky, was thinking um, is there ever a time where you feel like you just leave the camera in the truck and you Mm. just, you're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with camera gear today. I just want to go fish for myself. Or has it gotten to the point where, you know what? I run a pretty cool page. I want to make sure I film everything I can, no matter what it is. Are there times where you ever want to leave the camera gear in the car or you just gotten to the point where it's like, I'm filming everything, no matter what I'm doing.
3: Uh, I mean, I always have a camera with me. Uh, Like, I always bring my big camera just because, like, I don't know, like, for example, uh, a month or so ago, I caught, like, a 13 and some change native brook trout, which is huge for around here. Sure, yeah. And I wasn't – I didn't have my GoPro with me. I had nothing, but I did have my big camera. So I was at least able to get some good pictures of it, which then I would use in a later video. So, like, rarely do I not have something with me, but I definitely do not film every time I go out. I would Mm -hmm. like to, but, you know – Sometimes I'm just like, it's after work and I'm like, it's four o'clock. I'm going to go hit a brookie stream down the road. You know, I just, yeah. I mean, I just won't bring it. Like, as I said, I just really enjoy fishing. So I'm not always necessarily trying to shoot a video. Yep. And a lot of times another thing is like, I'll scout out a lot of things for a video, you know, like I'll go out and I'll blue line for like two or three days and then I'll just find that one stream. and I'm like, this stream is sick. The plunge pools the way the waterfalls are like i'm catching lots of fish and i'll just like i just get excited i'm like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun video to make so and then being, i'll just back out and then come back yeah
1: so that being said when you find one of these spots say I'm, I'm sure you have a group of buddies that you go out with from time to time do you ever roll up on a spot and your homies like do not film this place <laughs> you, you cannot put this on YouTube. Like this is this is my honey hole. You ever dog, run into man. other anglers? They're like, oh shit! Here
3: is that Hardman oh, guy with man. all his camera
0: gear. Like, i mean, uh, you're pretty. Remote. No, not
3: really. I've, I've run into people that are like, oh dude, you're the Hardman guy. And I'm awesome. like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, your name's John. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, do you fish around here often? I'm like, no, uh, no, I've yeah. never been here. It's my first time actually. What's up? Where man? do you, you park? <laughs> I, can I park there? Yeah. Yeah, and like, uh, I guess. Um, there are places that even I won't film because I think they're special in some way. Sure. And I think that it's something that I've become more aware of as I've, the channel's kind of grown is that like even like two years ago, you know, like I wouldn't think twice about posting a video here, there, wherever, it didn't matter. And it wasn't until like maybe last year, maybe two years where I would like fish somewhere and then people, I would get like 20, 30 messages being like, you know, oh, I love that creek. That creek's awesome. Cause people would fish it and they'd see it and they'd instantly recognize be like, Oh, I know where that is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then like, after that started happening a little bit, I was like, Whoa. And like, I, I like took a step back. And I was like, okay, I really need to like double check and make sure that like what I'm posting, like if I'm showing something where I'm getting out of the car, like what is, what's in the background of the car mm-hmm. or like when I'm going down to fish a stream, like a brook trout streams it doesn't ultimate, like it, there's a, there are dime a dozen. It's tough to tell the difference between sure. them. But, like some of the wild brown trout streams and wild rainbow trout streams and stuff, it's like it, it added a new element, and it kind of uh, a lot of places like as I said, I won't film, and I'm sure there are people that probably wouldn't want me to film it there, but i've I've not run into anybody that like face to face was like, "Hey, get out you know <laughs> so I've, I've never run into that, no, but no, I,
1: I, I am
3: aware.
0: Yeah. I think I, that helps my case with Matt here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we run and we do the same thing around here and I give you a lot of props for doing that because there, you know, the internet has ruined fishing um, in, in certain spots uh, for sure. Social media has ruined certain areas. Um, like I said, I give you a lot of props for doing that. Um, Cause there's a lot of people out there that are just like, you know what? I don't, I don't care. I want the views. I want yeah. the subscribers. I want the, whatever I want the likes. So um, we do the same thing here. There's places where, uh, I mean, I don't think I've posted a trout pick from some of our places in a couple of years. I get people that are like, do you even fish anymore? I'm like, Nope, I don't. Um, <laughs> you know, coming off like whatever, like uh, the best trout season I've ever had. I didn't post one photo. There's just, there's times where if you really enjoy something and, You know both for yourself but also for you know you got to respect the stream you got to respect the fish the other Um, people
1: fishing it too the other people fishing it
0: um so we get it and that's i mean that's kind of what i was thinking you were going to go with it so it's just it's nice to hear um i know it's a fine line that you walk with having successful page and being entertaining and going cool places but you know also not destroying a fishery um so it's pretty neat yeah
3: I'll, i'll do things too where like um like, I'll fish a particular river or stream or whatever. And I, I've got, like, I've got a file on my computer of clips of me catching, like, crazy trout that just I just hold on to so that I can go back and look at them for my own, for the fun of it. Yep. But, like, I, I would never post them because it, they've got either some landmark in them or, you know, there's, like, a road sign or there's a bridge or there's a, you know, you can see a some rock formation or something and I'm like, man, I I can't, I can't post it. I just, as sick as this would be. And as many people that would enjoy that, I know that like the quote unquote locals, which I mean, I consider myself a local, but there's people that fish those streams hard that would probably not appreciate that.
0: Yep. I mean,
3: I mean, people are gonna, people are going to recognize it anyway. You know, like if, if I fish, I could fish a Creek in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And there's going to be somebody that has fished that and is like, oh, like I recognize that, that plunge pool, that's such yep. and such creek. Yep. So like you can't avoid that. And that's like, I don't view that as necessarily harmful because like if you fish that plunge pool, then you already knew about it. Sure. And like seeing a video on it, it's sure. not the end of the world. But I also, I don't want to like fish that plunge pool. And then in the same video, you know, get out of the creek and show like a church that says, you know, such and such church on it. And then everybody's like, wait, that plunge pool is at, such and such church. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No GPS coordinates.
3: I think some people don't realize it, but there's a lot of thought that goes into that.
0: No, well, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, we're all laughing here because Matt, the engineer, um, he's not a hardcore angler. Like we are loves fishing, but we always drag him along with us for content. Mm -hmm. And there's certain places that we will bring Matt to take pictures of, um, but take pictures of, in an angle where you can't see certain landmarks you know like oh, yeah. a backdrop that could be anywhere in the country and he was mad at us one day because we we're like bro you can't film from there he's like why not i'm like there's a road with a welcome sign to the <laughs> town next to where we're fishing <laughs> and like these ricky it and matt that ricky and matt literally it, i thought they were gonna yeah. fight like if they mm. didn't fight after Matt beat Ricky at golf last weekend, the second time yeah. was when Matt was filming and taking pictures in this spot, yeah. and the, those guys. I mean, this was like right off the bat in the morning. I think like so. For eight more hours, these guys were just at each other's throat because Matt was like, <laughs> "Why can't I film this?" And Richard's like, "Because the town signs right there. There's a posted sign. This this is obvious." So, anyways, it sounds hey, like we're on the same page. Sounds like
1: you got it you're dialed in. Like, like, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So you'll be
3: like fishing in the middle of town or something like that. And then you like catch a big trout and you're like, Oh, but, and then you like twist around to a certain angle and like, so it's a bush. So it looks totally, like you know, and then, you know, it's like a pine tree or something. It's like, okay, it, you know, that that's, that's a fairly safe picture because that could be anywhere, yep. you know? But yeah. Yep. yeah, I know what you mean. The, so, the little dance, after you catch a fish.
0: Exactly. Um, What, when did you, so you, you said you got into, you know, more hardcore fly fishing stuff, you know, like five years ago. When did you start your YouTube page? And what, what made you want to get your stuff on YouTube? Have you always been kind of a filmer, get it out there type dude, or like, how does that all go down?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I'm 25 going on 26. And I feel like if you're my age or younger, especially if you're younger, like you grew up watching YouTube and like, I grew up watching like fishing YouTubers and stuff all the time. And, um, I mean, I fished all the time. So for me to like add a GoPro to my chest, I mean, I remember having a conversation with one of my buddies in high school, we were talking about, and we're like, why don't we start a YouTube channel? Like, why is no one here? Why have we not started? We fish constantly. We catch some really cool stuff in some really cool areas. And like, I feel like there'd be a niche for that on YouTube, you know, because why not? And at the time, a lot of, I mean, when I first started the YouTube channel, I think it was like 2018 there wasn't really any trout fishing channels. Now that's kind of rapidly changed, but at the time it's like nobody really existed. And the ones that did were like really small. So it was just like, Oh, let's do this. And, and then I was kind of like, well, I'm just going to strap a GoPro and I'll just start filming. And some of my early video, earlier videos were atrocious. Some of my first videos were small videos and yeah, I just, I just started making videos and making content and, I've always, um, like when I was younger, I drew a lot and stuff. So like, I look at like editing and creating the videos. It's like a creative outlet yep, yep. right now. Like it, it's one thing to enjoy fishing. Like there's a lot of people that enjoy fishing that are probably, or there are a lot of people that are way better at fishing than I am. That would probably make some sick YouTube videos, but like, you know, if you don't, A, if you don't care about YouTube first and foremost, but B, there's a lot of work that goes into it from behind the scenes. I mean, I was just talking about like trying not to spot burn and stuff. Like, that takes a lot of time out of sure. your day. And then mm-hmm. to actually film if you catch a fish and then talk to the camera, some people aren't good at that. And then to sit down like every night after work and edit for like hours on end to then post a video, you know, to get a video uploaded every Friday and be like consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just takes a lot of work. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. To be honest i don't have like some crazy reason for starting a youtube channel i just i don't know i watched youtube growing up and i fished all the time and i was just like well i guess i'll start making a youtube channel no, it's great I didn't man think it would be successful i
0: yeah. guess no the editing is huge you might get an email from matt the engineers to see if you want to edit our podcast because uh <laughs> editing podcasts, like we're running three cameras we got your audio our audio um you know, we're like like you were new to YouTube. You're always new to something when you first start, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're new to a oh, podcast. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're pretty dialed in, even though I'm sure this thing will evolve into something bigger. But yeah, the editing it looks is legit. the edit <laughs> editing. Yeah, it no, it, we appreciate it. A lot of work did go into this, <laughs> um, but the editing side of probably this podcast and like your videos. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that that people don't see. Um, where do you feel like? you're getting the most success for your YouTube page. Like in my eyes, it's, you know, like I said, you got a great personality, you come off well, and your content's really good. Like, where do you feel like, you know, is it, is it your, are you really good with, um, I don't want to say it SEO, but um, like your descriptions in the YouTube where people can find your, is it, are you titling things correctly? Is it, is it cause your content's just legit? Um, you know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah. Is it cause you're a handsome guy? Like what, what's going on? Where are you getting the success well, here? It,
3: it's definitely not the last one. I know that much. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, I mean, there's a couple things. One is, is like, and I mean, there's people that message ask me all the time. Like, you know, like I want to start a YouTube channel. Do you have any advice? It's like, you just got to be consistent. Like you got to do it and not stop. And that's the hardest thing. And just naturally it's the same thing with fishing. If you went fly fishing once a month or less than once a month, like, you know, six times a year. And then you're like, I've been fly fishing for 20 years and I've only never caught a fish that's 20 inches long. It's like, how many times did you go? Right. You know what I mean? Like if you started a YouTube channel and you only post like once every other month or something like that. And then you're like, man, how can I not, why am I not getting views? Like y- you're not consistent enough for people to come back to it. A B like you just naturally get better at editing and filming and like, having the 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 eye to like look and be like oh that would be cool b-roll or oh if i catch the fish like this is a cool release i can do on the fish and get a good shot of it and stuff like that and especially like on the editing side of things it's like you your first video is going to be trash you know maybe if you're lucky in two years you can like make a video and you're like "Ah, that's pretty good and then you watch your first one and you're like you know i might want to unlist that one because that is rough you know what i mean so it's like but that's good that shows that you're like you know you're coming along as a as a content creator but i if i don't think that's why it's successful necessarily because there's a lot of people i mean i have friends that like have youtube channels that post consistently and they don't necessarily always get the views either right. so mm-hmm. i think it's also just um sometimes i occasionally do catch big fish and people like when people catch big fish for sure and then i guess also fly fishing is like so freaking ego driven now. Like everybody thinks that they're like the best and it's, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of off-putting. It's like, everybody's like, ah, this is my 55th wild brown trout. That's over 20 inches. And it's like, I just go out there. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna try to catch a fish today, guys. So hope you guys enjoy, you know? Yeah. 100%. And like that's partially why.
0: Good. No, I agree. I mean, I think that's pretty much what I felt like, you know, um, you know, you're a good angler, but you genuinely you're like, you know, kind of where you're at and your skill and ability level. Um, oh, yeah. you own it. And I think that's what a lot of people like relate to. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like if I'm a just getting into fly fishing or maybe I'm like decent at fly fishing, but I want to watch some like stuff on YouTube. Like I don't want to f- watch some like arrogant dude that's no. like done it all, been there, mm-hmm. done that. I'd rather feel like I could relate to someone that's, you know, This is where I'm at in my skill level. This is what we're doing today. Um, And and you get what you get. So, I mean, I think people relate to that the most.
3: And even just like as as an example of that, it's like people would ask me all the time to like make videos on like how I catch fish. And there are, I I won't do it a lot of times. And like some people might get frustrated, but it's like I legitimately feel like I don't even exactly know what I'm doing yet. (laughs) So when I figure it out, I'll make a video and tell you how I figured it out. But like, I, I've started in the past like year or so doing a lot of Euro nymphing. I Man, I've probably been two years now doing a lot of Euro nymphing. people all the time are like, "What rig are you using for urine nymphing?" I'm like, "Man, don't ask me." Like, <laughs> it's I, I'm every looking it up. I'm <laughs> also looking up on YouTube like best euro rig for trout. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I don't exactly know what I'm doing either. But like, you see me catch a like a nice fish or something, and you're like, "Oh, he must know what he's doing." It's like, no, I actually really don't most of the time like i just make it up as i go and then Mm -hmm. like it wasn't until maybe the last year that i started like doing some like fly fishing for beginners type stuff like that walmart challenge i started a little series where like i try to answer people like the most liked comment in the below the video like you can leave comments the most liked comment um i try to make a video and answer their question and it's like really basic stuff like how to use a dry dropper sure it's like I didn't even feel comfortable until like the last year or so to where I felt like I got my knowledge to the point where I could answer questions and not just come off as like, you know, some dude that pretends like he
1: knows everything.
0: Yep. So
1: I think that means a lot yeah. to people.
0: No, it totally Watch does. Them. I mean, oh, you know, 100% we're all in customer service. I mean, yeah. Scott's the cu- customer service wizard over here. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Like I get, th- I get that question all the time. Like, Oh, like how do I rig this? Right? Like I had one today and I was like, well, it's, you know, it's that was really a technical
1: one today. It was a very technical <laughs> one. Like
2: I was like, do I have to taper it down? Like what's up with the, the 20 pound, like butt section? Like where do I go into the indicator? I'm like, well, it's really different for everybody. You know, depends where you're fishing, what you're fishing for, Yep. like how you want to rig it. Sure. Your skill like, level, size you of the know? Size, yeah,
0: no, I agree. I mean, that's one yeah. of the things like, we all started from somewhere. Scott, yeah. you're getting into fly fishing now? Been, yeah, I mean, what, a couple I, years. Did I
2: started on the fair play combo kit sure. when I was like in college, like late college too. I was I've only been doing it a few years now. And, you know, from what I've learned just by going out and experimenting with different flies, different setups, different rigs, Um, That's really all it is, you know, it's you find what works for different situations for sure. Mm -hmm.
0: And I feel like, you know, like you were saying, John, like we really pride ourselves on having great customer service here at Cortland, uh, specifically with like customer questions like that. Like we all started somewhere. I know I had a lot of questions. I was fortunate enough to get brought up to speed without having to call, email, or publicly ask someone because I work here at Cortland. Like you're on a fast track to like know everything at Cortland. One because you might answer someone else's question. Um, they might answer a question that you have, and when you live and breathe it every single day, you just you know if you're obsessed yeah. with it like we are, you just end up retaining it. Um, I know that you started at some point in your life. So when someone asks you a question, it's like, you want to elaborate as much as you can, just spoon feed them everything that you can in their question. And you know, they appreciate it. You would if you were in their shoes. So um, that's cool that you do that. I mean, we try to do the same thing here at Cortland pretty much every single time we get a phone call, an email, um, a question on social media. I mean, there's What, one, two, three? There's probably six of us in here that will bounce around a question that we get from a customer and try to take care of it as Mm -hmm. best we can. Scotty, pretty much, he's like the front lines. He answers everything he can. And if he can't, shoot it down the line. And I'm sure Scott sees the response and just retains whatever that Mm -hmm. answer was. So um, that's really cool. Where, John, where do you see your youtube channel in like five years like if you had a crystal ball or let's say like what is the ultimate goal with your youtube channel i mean are you trying to be like a tv star here you want to just continue down this path of uh you know do you want your own tv show on espn like you know do you do you want to just are you enjoying what you're doing do do you have like this bigger picture of where you want to move this thing to does that make sense
3: Yeah. um, First thing, before we get into that that question, I'd like to say that, like, if you're new to fly fishing or if you're just even like at any stage of fly fishing, when I get the question, my number one answer is always like, spend time on the water. Like, you could look at me and be like, oh, you've only been like seriously fly fishing for five years. It's like, yeah, but if I fly fished for five years, but I fly fished two hours a day every day for five years, then like you you, got to look at time on the water. Sure. So if, if you want to know how to catch fish, you just got to spend more time on the water. Like that's all there is to it. Like anyway, I I I agree. I agree. You just because you, you
0: yeah, no, that's fine. Just because you get an answer to your question doesn't mean you can go replicate it and do it. Um, like you said, time on the water. Um, yeah. If
3: you're going to watch a video and then think that you're going to be able to like go out and replicate like what I'm doing, if I'm brook trout fishing and I've brook trout fished every day for five years, you know. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, why can't I do that? Like, what's your advice? It's like, just, you got to do it
1: more. I try,
0: and I agree. you will
3: be able to do it. Yeah. It's you like know When, I mean?
0: when but, Matt watches golf on YouTube and tries to go and do it on the weekends, I'm like, <laughs> bro, it doesn't work like that. did last um, weekend. Yeah, it did last weekend because Ricky was awful. But yeah, so where do you see this page going? Um, Hardman yeah, Fishing so Adventures.
3: I guess there's two things. One is, I don't know about being a TV star. I, I don't know if I can handle that. That's a little bit much, but um I look at the YouTube channel. There's two things. Uh, one is um, I'd like to travel a lot more. And I don't mean like travel out west necessarily, although there's a couple things I want to do out west. Like I'd love to catch bull trout and I'd love to like go to Oregon and Washington. I'd love to go to Alaska and stuff like that. But I'm talking like big trips. Like I'd love to catch Cayman and Mongolia sure. and stuff like that. Like those are trips that I really, really, really want to make. And I look at like YouTube as the vessel to basically enable me to, uh, knock off bucket list items while I can, you know, it's like, oh, no, I gotta do it for YouTube videos. Don't worry. That's, that's why I'm going to Mongolia. Right. Um, uh, and then the second thing is, is, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do this without being cheesy, but like, I want to give back. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I already do like, uh, river cleanups and stuff like that and do like fingerling stockings and stuff, but, It's like once I – it kind of came along. It was the same revelation of when I was like, oh, a lot of people are messaging me saying that, like, they know the stream on fishing. It's like that same revelation kind of came, and it was like, well, there's a lot of people that, like, watch these videos. And if I can harness that, like, power, like, if I can harness the 20,000 people that are watching the videos every week, it's like – and use that to, like, start a fundraiser or something. Like, I I have this – Idea in my mind to like do like some sort of fundraiser and then donate the money to like a Trout Unlimited project and then be able to go out and watch the Trout Unlimited project get done. So, like, literally, like do some like stream rehabilitation projects. Yep.
1: Hands um, on, start to finish. Yeah
3: and, yeah. and like show, like, so you have like a series that's like the whole concept is to raise money for this fundraiser. And then when the series is over, the money goes to Trout Unlimited or whoever it might be. And then you make another like follow-up series on like the the stream improvements, like putting in the K dams or whatever it may be.
0: Yep. That's on, awesome. That's
3: cool. So like doing stuff like to kind of give back. Because like I don't know, I, I fished all this water growing up since I was a little kid. So it's like I'm finally to the point where I feel like I can kind of give back. Um, if I can find the time to do it, <laughs> that is. Sure. But, yeah, I guess in five years, ideally, I'd be able to do some fundraising type stuff and actually truly get back more than I'm like talking like beyond just going out and doing stockings or something, like actually get back either monetarily or through getting people like together to like help out with a project and get a bunch of volunteers or something like that. Cause I just think that would be cool to that's do. That's
0: awesome. No, that's, dude, that's super cool. Um, sounds like you're just a good dude. um you you know what's going on um giving back um not spot burning um Mm. uh that's that's just that's that's freaking killer dude Mm -hmm. um so what um last couple questions here so hardman fishing adventures on youtube where else can people find your stuff are you just on youtube are you on social media do you have a website
3: i don't have a website right now i'd love to have a website. But you know that takes uh, more time, effort, and energy, mostly the time. Matt, the, Matt time the
0: engineer, said he'll it. trade you podcast editing and he'll build you a website. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little exchange
3: if so so I can get a website
0: yeah, going. Go ahead.
3: I don't have a website, but I am on pretty much all social media. Been, I just started a TikTok this year, too, so I'm even doing TikTok. Nice. Just like oh, some nice of the edited Sky. intros and stuff.
0: Yeah, Scotty's Scott, a big TikToker over here. He <laughs> I loves know, that I like comment. To
2: study the <laughs> Yeah, you can <laughs> follow me.
3: I think TikTok, TikTok is Hardman Fishing. Okay. Uh, no Adventures. I think Instagram is probably Hardman. I should probably know this stuff. I really don't. That's That's sh- that I- shows you how good I. Uh, Am shouting out my own stuff. But i think put you it's on either the spot here.
0: <laughs> no, what we'll uh, so what we'll do is when we air this podcast because these are pre taped. Maybe someday we'll go live once we get better at this. But mm-hmm. for now, we're rookies. Um, we'll put I'll buzz you and we'll get all your info and we'll put it in uh, you know the description on whatever this airs on YouTube, Facebook, social media whatever whatever we put it up. We'll we'll hook you up, and we'll make sure guys have the links to your stuff. What are you laughing at, Matt, back there? I can't take this kid serious after he <laughs> beat Ricky's ass at golf last week. Stop. Um, Stop. So, man, you said it all, John. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. I'm not going to hold you up anymore because you're probably looking at a bunch of gear you're trying to pack for Colorado. Um, make sure you have a good trip. Um, next year when you decide to – head up to the Delaware system, which you should give us a call, come up. We're an hour away. We'll give you a tour of the plant. You'll check out the plant, maybe do a podcast in person, um, you know, a year from today or something like that and get us out of the office and we'll go down and we'll we'll slay some trout.
3: Yeah, man. Sounds good. I'll definitely hit you up about the Delaware. And I think this is this is my first podcast. First time I've been asked to be on a podcast. So Well, yeah, it's our first it podcast, too. So No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> it's actually our second one. It's um, everybody's first podcast yeah, here. There you I, go. Go. I feel like, you, dude, you did a great job. Scotty, Ricky, yeah. you guys did a great job. Um, all right, man. Go Pack for Colorado. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks, John. Have a good night. See you later. Yeah, you too. See you. See you. Man, that was uh he's a cool dude.
2: He's a really cool dude. He's
0: a cool dude. <laughs> I want to fish with that guy. Yeah, he's I want to wearing, fish. With, nice. the, I want to uh, fish with him more than Ricky over the, here. He's
1: Wearing the old native's hat too. Yeah, what
0: was it? It said like West Virginia. That's, it was like a hook. That's
1: my dude with uh, the nets. View. Yeah, catch cam. That's natives cool. Fly fishing. Nice. Shout out, shout out, native fly fishing. Man. Native fly um, fishing. West Virginia, baby.
0: Yeah, I like. I talked to John on the phone a few days ago. Kind of give him a rundown mm-hmm. of like how this was gonna air, and I was like, and I've seen his videos. Like I do. I legit watched almost all of his videos, just had him on when we were setting up this thing. I'm like, this guy's going to crush it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get nervous. I mean, I get nervous for myself, for you guys, but for the guests. I'm like, this podcast might suck. You know, <laughs> there could be a lot of dead air time here. But <laughs> you guys did great. I mean, he's an awesome guest. Yeah. Um, we just got to keep these good guests rolling. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like but, Travis crushed it last know. week. Like we said, um, you know, I was sort of hoping that he would un- – consciously like take over the show and host it for us just because he has those types <laughs> of shows so um anyways that dude's cool yeah we'll I,
2: I, I really like that he's like super into the conservation part of it too Yeah, well, what is he a geologist he works, he works or something Department of Environmental
0: so Protection. he's already kind of he's like I want to give back I'm like well you kind of already are with yeah. your job you're doing it all day every day and then yeah. you're going to do mm-hmm. it so I just
2: I feel like it's so important because like you can ask so many anglers now today like any fishing spot you go to, you're going to see at least one piece of trash somewhere. Sure. Mm. So it's like, you know, come on, let's clean up some water. Yeah, let clean it up. No, he's
0: he's awesome, man. Um, hopefully he does come up next year and we go fishing on the Delaware. I know he'll definitely uh, be in for a rude awakening <laughs> when he goes to target those trout. They're a little different than West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, they see a little bit more pressure down there. Yeah, I think so. Um, yo, let's get to my favorite segment of the show your questions Mr. Scott McCann yeah, over here sit in Scotty today um i don't know i feel like if we don't have a guest in the studio scott should be here every time like he's just he's dialed you know maybe looks good i, I like hanging out we can't have a blank chair <laughs> you know got a leg <laughs> lamp and a lava lamp with a blank ch- you know just yeah. we got to fill in the studio mm-hmm. not, that fill, not that you fill not oh, that you fill it you know on, it's come not on. it was not a <laughs> <Come> it was not <laughs> a <it> weight <was laughs> jab all right scotty
1: What do we got? What do we got? What are the people want to know?
0: Yeah, what's the first? So give give us uh, so so we answer the questions that we'll get on you know frequently asked questions on um, you know YouTube, Facebook, social media on our info. um, Sometimes we'll send out uh, an Instagram uh, or social media post about an upcoming podcast. That's like, hey, what questions do you want to hear read on in on our uh, on our show, and maybe we'll read them off. So. Scotty, what's mm-hmm. what's the first one you got?
2: All right, so the first one's from David. He asks, uh, "Now this is a good one because we're going into the new year soon." Oh yeah, and it's uh, is Cortland coming out with any new trout lines for twenty twenty
0: three? Ooh, twenty twenty three. Uh, yeah, we are. Yes, um, sir. What uh So, I think we have um, we we have some new additions to some existing uh, products. We got some uh, additional sizes. Um, both in grains and and true line sizes for some of the trout lines but we have three new streamer lines we're introducing
1: this year yeah three new streamer sink tips sink tips yep so we have our
0: streamer series uh right now it has a full floating line a 10 foot type 6 sink tip and a 15 foot type 6 sink tip we are adding the streamer sink tip 10 type three this year so it's going to be a three inch per second sink rate uh 10 foot sink tip with floating running line and then we have the streamer sink tip 25 which is uh 25 feet of type six sink tip with floating Mm. running line and then the streamer dredge 30 which is 30 feet of type eight eight inch per second sinking material with intermediate running lines. So um small streams with the type three, maybe shallower water with the type three, um bigger rivers and even, you know, still water applications, Mm. you know, for the streamer sink tip twenty five and the streamer dredge 30. So yeah, be on the lookout for those maybe maybe before twenty twenty three, like maybe late November, December, we should have those. Yeah. A little sneak peek. Those will be available. So yeah, check those out, um, local Cortland Line dealer, and probably get them up on our website as soon as they're ready. Yeah. Um, Stoked on those. Yeah, Speaking they'll be sick.
2: local dealers, uh, our next question from Walter. I'm an old-fashioned I'm old fashioned and prefer not to order products online. How can I find a shop that sells Cortland Line near me? Mm. It's easy. It's easy. You still got to go online, though. You still so Walter's go got to go online, got it. It. Walter's well, got to go. At least right go on right our bit. website. www.cortlandline.com.
1: Go to the bottom of the page.
0: Three Ws. I said www.
2: Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> Bottom of the page shop locator. You could put in uh, town, your zip, code, zip code, right? Your own home address, and it will dial you into the closest retailer. So uh, we keep that thing up to date um, weekly. Uh, a new new dealer comes on board; they are on there. Um, so anybody that wants mm-hmm. to find out who is servicing them. Uh, The closest, just go on to thecordlandline.com shop locator on the bottom of the page. Put in your details, and uh, yeah, so you get on
0: the home page and you scroll all the way down to the bottom. bottom. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing, it's literally called shop locator. yep. You punch in what your zip code or your town, and then the whole thing just kind of populates around your area.
1: Yeah, it it goes by uh, the closest, so you'll. Oh, it you do eat, a radius, yeah? Right? Fifty mile, hundred mile radius. It doesn't so. just give you the closest; it gives you like
0: everyone that's sure. In that area, mm-hmm. so. so depending how far Old Walter wants to drive, yeah, you can give himself a little mm-hmm. bit of radius. Yeah,
1: and it's always good to support
2: your local fly shops. Hell yeah! And Don't all the contacts, on, all
1: money. the contact infos on there too. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: address, email, for a specific not line, that he would want to email them. <laughs> uh, phone number, mm-hmm. so you pick up the phone, call them for hours and stuff like that. Like it's it's pretty neat. Um, take a lot of pride in updating that, and we love when we get new dealers coming on board and we get to enter their stuff into the system and get them up there um tack them on what's next cool
2: next one's from jeff i just bought a nymph series rod and i love it so far i noticed it came with a warranty card and was wondering what to do if anything happens to the rod and i break a section
0: so it comes with a warranty i mean you're gonna be the best guy to answer that one scott all right let it rip
2: yeah so uh so most of our rods um is it one year or two year i know we were talking about this the other day So when you buy a rod from us, it is covered for two years uh, from the day you purchase it. Hold on to that proof of purchase, you know, your receipt, wherever you get it, whether it's a fly shop or online with us. Uh, Make sure you register the rod on our website, uh, courtlandline.com. Go to the bottom. There's the product registration tab right there. That way we have it on file here. Um, If you do break a section, uh, either give us a call or send us an email to info at courtlandline.com. We will take care of you. Uh, if it's within those first two years, we'll replace that section for free. Uh, after the two years, um, it is a fifty dollars flat rate fee for each replacement section that you get. To cover shipping, it is free shipping cool. on there as well. Um, you know, let us know how you broke it too. Be honest with us. If it's an accident, if you stepped on it, or if you just slammed it in your car door, sure, we'll try to help you out uh, as best we can. Um, but yeah, we've seen all different types of situations, and sometimes
0: we so. get. Rod rod warranties are tricky. I yeah. mean, let's just be honest. You know, I mean, we still we have people that email us with rods that were Cortland rods they broke from 1975. Yeah, and we take care of. Them. And we mm-hmm. damn right mm-hmm. we do. We might not have that. Actually, I know we don't have that rod from 1975. <laughs> but you know, we'll try to upgrade them into something that's yeah equal to yeah. you know action wise or weight wise. Mm-hmm. Like with
2: that too, it's you know kind of same deal. Uh, for most of those older rods that we don't have the parts for. Um, we do a, a deal where if you mail us your broken rod, uh, we can replace it again with a new rod. We have four different weight options for nine-foot graphite rods uh, to choose from, and it's another fifty-dollar flat, rate, flat sure. rate with free shipping.
0: So, so, at the end of the day, send us an email, call us, be honest with us. You know, tell us what tell us what's going on. We're probably going to take care yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to help people out. Yeah, but... Scotty's here to help you out. Mm-hmm. And if Scotty's not doing it, someone else is going to help you yeah. out. But Scotty's always here. Yeah. All right, what's next?
2: All right, last one is from Thomas. I'm heading up to Pulaski soon to fish the Salmon River and we will be passing by Cortland. Do you give factory tours? Oof.
0: So Thomas, you said? Yeah. All right, so Thomas set it up. Pulaski to go steelhead fishing. Do we do factory tours? The answer is yes, we do, Thomas. Um yeah, I mean we're in Cortland, New York. Mm-hmm. I remember someone called one time they're like, did they name the city after Cortland? I'm like, no, 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 no. It was the <laughs> other way around. But we are located in Cortland, New York. Um I don't want to say that we're like open doing plant tours, but yes. If you come by, you're going fishing somewhere and you're swinging down Interstate 81 and you look us up, um give us a call prior to, you know, make sure we're here, you know, available, but yeah. Dude, we do we do tours, you know, swing on in. We'll give you the 5, 10, 15-minute tour, show you where everything's made right behind this wall. Um, I guarantee it's going to blow your mind. I don't think I've given one tour, and I know you guys haven't either, mm. where someone was like, Disappointed. Ah, I was expecting more, you know. Well, these guys leave here and their head explodes. They're like, oh, my God, yeah. you make everything here. So, yes, we do plant tours. Um just please give us a buzz, you know, prior to let us know so we so we can help you out. So mm-hmm. and good luck on the Salmon River steelhead fishing. So awesome, Scotty. Thank you. Yeah. I love that segment. I don't know why. I it's just think so it's, fun. I know. Well, Scott's just such a cheesy, <laughs> good chipper dude. Um, well, I had fun today, guys. Um it was good. I think we ran for like a little over an hour today. I feel yeah. like it goes quick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it starts off slow, and I'm like Man, I don't know if we're going to make a good, decent, long show today. And then all of a sudden, like I look up at the clock. I'm like, dude, we've been jabbering for over an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, It does help to have good guests. Mm. John was an awesome, awesome guest. Um, Absolutely. We got some killer guests lined up for, well, every podcast. I'm not going to have any dud podcast guests out there. So um, One of these times, we might not even have a guest. We're just going to sit in here, and we're just going to bullshit for over an hour. We're going to talk about how Matt beat Ricky at golf and how Ricky wants to get back at him. Uh, We might have Matt sit in revenge tour. We'll revenge tour. We'll make fun of Matt about how he tries to spot burn us every time we go and shoot media. Um, I don't know. Mr. Bogey, Mr. Bogey. Yeah. We're, we're kind of concerned that Matt doesn't know how to count his strokes because he takes so many strokes on the fairway. Like Ricky was like, "Did you really have a bogey the other day? I was like, yeah, I counted him. He's like, Dude, he duffed it four times in the fairway, <laughs> and then he three-putted it. I was like, Let's I think honest. he duffed it three times, and he did have – I'm like, yeah, it's six. It's a bogey. He's like, I know. I count them too, and he, he's right, but – I'm riding with him next round. Yeah, so I keep score for the group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, look at his it's corner. hard to keep score when these dudes are shooting eights and 11s. Listen, you know? it's
1: one round.
0: I'm like, I. it took <laughs> me an round. hour to tally up nine holes the other day. One I'm like round. a one 56, round. a 52. Then we got done with 18. I was over a hundred for two guys. One round. Oh my God. One brutal. Round. Just got new
1: clubs, dude. Come on.
0: All right. I'm done with, your, done. Done yeah, with exactly. your garbage done club here. content. Done um. So anyways, guys. Thanks for joining our show today. I had a great time. We appreciate it. Um, check us out on YouTube, all the social media channels. Give us a buzz, info at courtlandline.com. Give us a call if you got any questions um, on what's new, uh, warranty stuff, to talk to Scott. Maybe you just want to say good morning to Scott because he's such a nice dude. I'm here early. Um, Scott's here early. Thank God because it's we, we, that's that's when questions kind of roll in. Some mm-hmm. dude wakes up. He's like, my rod's broke. I had to call Scott. Yeah. So, Scott's the first line of defense for Cortland. So anyways, thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, Join us next time on Cortland Hooked the Podcast.